Hey y'all, it's Amelia Rose, and welcome to Say La Me. I hope your week has been good. My week has definitely been good. Um, our local theater actually is doing a socially distanced movie thing for COVID. And, um, well, they're, they're not, this isn't specifically for COVID. They've done this before, but now they're making it socially distanced. But they um, are putting on older movies so that people can come out and see them. So last night they did Grease, and my sisters and I went to go see Grease. And so that was extremely fun. Um, and then we went out and got some food after that. And it was great. We were going to go get ice cream, but the ice cream place was closed. So we went to Ruby Tuesday instead and got like appetizers and desserts. So um, we we're like the only people in the restaurant. And it was really, really fun. Also, this morning has been productive. Um, it's now like Saturday evening. So it's like five o'clock. Um, so this whole day has been pretty productive uh, for me. So I really hope that you have had a great week so far. I know when you're listening, it's Wednesday or beyond, but like, I don't know. Do y'all feel like it's awkward when I'm talking about my weekend when it's Wednesday? Or do you feel like it's motivation for like, oh my gosh, like Wednesday's coming or Wednesday is now and the weekend is coming up and we can make it till then. So just let me know because um, I just realized that I've been talking about the weekend every time I record because I record on the weekend. So um, maybe that's a little bit weird, but oh well. So, today's episode is all about the Enneagram. I do not know a ton about the Enneagram, but I know my Enneagram type, and I thought that I would uh, go ahead and just talk about that because I remember thinking that it was super accurate when I um, first took the test, and I was like, hey, like, this is really, really cool, and so I've been kind of researching back about it and thought that it would be fun to talk about. I've heard different episodes on this, um, none super recently, but I have definitely heard episodes on this before, so I know that people enjoy it. Um, Several podcasts that I listen to already have done episodes on this, and I was like, you know what? I should too because um, it's just I like personality stuff, and it's fun to talk about. Okay, so starting this thing out, what is the Enneagram anyway? So I was able to find kind of like an official definition. It says the Enneagram is nine distinct strategies for relating to self, others, and the world. So put a little more simply, uh, there are nine personality types. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, Enneagrams and whatever number you are, uh, each number has a basic fear and a basic desire, and they're different for each number. And uh, like for example, I'm an Enneagram two, um, and so the basic fear for Enneagram two is being unwanted or unworthy of being loved, and the basic desire is being loved. Actually, when I first took the test and it said your basic desire is being loved, I was like, well, duh, everyone is everyone's desires to be loved like that's ultimately what we all want um and that's true to some extent but I know that for different Enneagram types like I know a six wants to be um safe I think they want security I believe that's a six so if you're a six out there and that's like totally not you like don't kill me but um yeah uh And so that's also a really legitimate thing, you know, Um, maybe a six is loved, but they want to feel safe in their love. I don't know. They don't, they don't want to feel like the love is like going anywhere. I have no clue. Um, Not being a six, but you know, I, maybe it's an eight. Now I'm really second guessing myself, but it's okay. Um, So each Enneagram has their own uh, fears and desires that propel their actions. Basically, uh, the idea is that your fear and your desire kind of propel your decisions or the way you approach different things. Um, so yeah, I, I have a bunch of notes on this, but they're all kind of mismatched because they're all from like a bunch of different um, 
oh, sorry, my dog is barking, um, from a diff- bunch of different websites. So if I am kind of going around a little bit, that's okay. But just want you to know that I have done my research on this. Um, so I'm going to tell you kind of what the um, Enneagram to what their personality type is a little bit. Um, and then kind of tell you how that goes uh, along with my life. So some there are some good personality types of the two. Um, there are also some downsides, so I'll get to those in a minute. But one of their personality traits is that they're warm. So this says they're demonstrative and warm nature makes them makes it easy for others to connect with twos and they are generally very likable so do i think i'm warm yes and no um part of this has um the the caveat that i'm not sure if i'm an introvert or extrovert and honestly i just decided that i really don't care i am b but um some like I, i am warm in my feelings towards people like I am very, very much a people person, and that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, always talking to people or that I'm really bubbly, but I am definitely, I want to connect with others. I want to have good conversations. I want to know how you're doing, you know, whatever. So, um, I would say I'm warm in that way, but sometimes I do get nervous to talk to people a little bit, um, and that's okay, but it is definitely something that maybe blocks me from really being super, super, I wouldn't say approachable because I feel like I am approachable, but I am also, I don't know, I get nervous sometimes to talk to people and that's okay, but um, that might make it a little more misleading of like, are you really warm? But I think I am. Uh, this is giving. Twos are caring and have the capacity to anticipate the needs of others, generously giving of themselves to others. All right, there's a lot to break down here. Um, I do feel like I'm caring. If I ask you how you are, I want to know the real answer. I don't want you to just be like, I'm fine. You know, especially if I bother to like text you out of the blue or ask you out of the blue. If it's not just like, hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, um, if I'm just like, hey, how are you doing? And I like out of the blue just call you or text you or something. I really want to know. Like, there's a reason why I am texting you I really want to know how you're doing so just hearing that I'm good unless you really are good and that's great um you know I want to know how you're doing uh they have the capacity to anticipate the needs of others yes and no um I feel like sometimes my perception of especially someone I don't know very well um I feel like when you're still figuring out someone's personality I can very much be um I can think that they might want something that I might want because I relate to them in the way of like, what would I do? Because something big for me is like, be the friend you want. And that's a really good, that's really good advice. But at the same time, someone really might not want the same things as you. And sometimes I have a little bit of trouble, like actually remembering that. And I'm like, oh, in this situation, I might want this, but because they're a different person than me, or they're like have a completely different style or whatever, they might want something else. So yes and no, I do feel like I can anticipate the needs of others, but sometimes I might base that, base that erroneously on my own needs. Another thing it says about Enneagram twos are that they are people-centered. It says the two's focus on building relationships will impact positively on their capacity to step into roles where client and people relationships matter. Well, that's good. I always like, you know, 
PR and stuff like that. So that's a good sign. Um, yeah, I feel like I am people centered. I want, um, if I'm like a part of an organization or I am, okay, sorry, my dog is barking and it's like, I hope it's not messing up anything, but I cannot get her to be quiet because she is so loud. She will bark at airplanes, guys. Like, literally, she'll just, her head will be straight up in the air, and she'll just be barking at an airplane. Like, how do you stop that? Anyway, so if I'm part of, like, an organization or whatever, or I'm considering applying for a job, I always look, what are the people like? You know, what, what's the community like? Um, because for me, that's almost as important as what I'm going to be doing in the job. Because if it's a great position, but the people are like really ugly or they're, they don't have a really good atmosphere at whatever the places I'm working or I don't know why it's a job. I'm, I think I've just been thinking about what I want to do after graduation today. So I'm like, if I'm applying for a job, whatever. Um, I do look at like, what's the work culture like, or what's, what are the people like? And would I, would I fit in? And like, would I be able to relate to people because I want to build relationships with people? Um, so yeah, I do feel like I'm really people centered and I feel like a lot of my actions are anticipation, anticipating like what would be good for people. I don't know. It's more about like the people and not so much the project or like if I'm working like on for work right now, I'm working on an event that I'm going to put on for my school. And the basis of that event is bringing people together despite our pandemic and it's not physically together it's you know emotionally one no I'm kidding that sounds really gross anyway um but you know it's just basically saying you're not alone and it's bringing people together and saying like hey you know we are all relatively the same um it's just supposed to be a community building type of thing so that's why I really like the event. I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is something that I want to work on and I want to work on it not because I'm in love with the format, which the format's fine. It's nothing to say about the format, but not because I absolutely love the format or I love the way it's going to look or the way it's going to pan out. I just really like the message. So that's really it. Uh, I think that's what I've been trying to say this whole time. I like the message of things. Um, because it's how it affects people is really the most important thing. All right. So the next thing it says is Enneagram 2s are sacrificing. To support and be there for others, 2s will put their own needs and feelings on the back burner. Yes and no, depending on how, how healthy I am. Sometimes I'm just like, absolutely not. I cannot afford to like not take care of myself at this moment. Other times I'm like, okay, I'll fudge a little bit on, you know, maybe I need an extra hour of sleep, but I'm not really going to take it. I'll make it up later. And that's not supposed to be like a sort of like self-sabotage thing. It's just because, you know, I want to be there for a person. Other times if I'm really unhealthy, I will totally just ignore. Um, I haven't done that in like years, but um, there have been times where I completely ignored my own needs and have just like tried to push and push and push. And that's mostly for people who like don't give a rip and that stinks, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I feel like that is the default and I've had to really um, work to be like, no, I need to support myself and I will be there for you, but maybe not in as big of a way as I could if I, like, left all of this stuff undone, you know, where I left my needs unmet or something. So I've gotten better at this. But, yes, I feel like this is a personality thing of that I've had to kind of um, 
it's not bad to be sacrificing. I'm not saying that, but I feel like to the detriment of yourself for a very long time is like really bad, obviously. So I've definitely had to be like, yeah, I can sacrifice, but at the same time, there needs to come a point where I'm going to be able to like turn that off um, for like a moment to get my own stuff done. Hey y'all, it's sponsor time. Today's episode is brought to you by Kind Bar. Kind is deeply committed to crafting food with real recognizable ingredients, a disruptive notion that sparked the creation of a new healthy snacking category. Kind is unapologetic in their efforts to challenge the status quo and to shift food industry and power their community and our Salami listeners to make better informed choices about health. Kindness can be a transformative force for good, and that is why we are teaming up with Kind and Podgo to bring our listeners 10% off or 15% off for military, teachers, students, first responders, doctors, and nurses. Go to podgo.co slash kind. That's podgo.co slash kind, and it will be linked down below. Kind Bar, creating a kinder and healthier world, one act, one snack at a time. All right, so the last thing it says about Enneagram 2s is that they are praising. Being around complimentary, supportive 2s can make people feel very special, giving them a confidence boost. Yes, totally agree. I am all about confidence boost. I'm all about giving people compliments and just being supportive and encouraging. Yeah, I feel like this is definitely probably one of the most true things about a 2 that I've seen. So yeah, so some of the things that it says that... Enneagram 2s do is that they easily perceive and understand the needs of others. They seek acceptance and love from people. They attend the needs of those around them. They repress their own negative emotions and they have a fear of being unwanted or disliked. Yes to all of those. Um, I feel like I can understand the needs of others. Um, I feel like I'm pretty good at kind of seeing things from people's point of view. It gets easier once you know them better obviously. I feel like that's true for everyone. Uh, They seek acceptance and love from people. Yes, I do. I want to be liked. I want to be accepted. Uh, It doesn't mean that I will compromise anything that's really valuable to me to do that, but it is something that I definitely want. You know, if I'm in a group, I want to be included. I want to be accepted and I want to be valued. Um, And sometimes I have a harder time dealing with not being accepted or whatever, then maybe the average person might. Um, Again, that doesn't mean that I'm going to just like do what I can um, to fit in, you know, or do what I shouldn't to fit in. But um, that is definitely important to me. Uh, They attend the needs of those around them. I feel like I do. Sometimes I could do a better job at this, um, especially in my family. I feel like we're all like that. Like, we do this for others, but then we totally, like, neglect our own family. Like, I don't neglect my family. I'm not saying that. But I feel like some of the time I could do better with just doing that. I don't know. I feel like I don't want there to be a disconnect from what I think I do to what I actually do. Um, I don't want to be like, yeah, I do that. And then have my sister should be listening to that and be like, uh-huh, yeah, you think you do, but you don't. Um, but, yeah, I feel like in general, I generally do this. They're pressed their own negative emotions. Yes, we talked about that. I do sometimes tend to repress my emotions, especially it's because I don't know how they will affect other people or if I know that other people don't want to hear it or it might make their day worse or, you know, maybe it has to do with them. And then I don't want to have to be like confronting someone about something that they've done that I don't appreciate, you know, 
because it might make them have a bad day. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I do tend to do this if I feel like it's going to inconvenience someone. Um, and then they fear being unwanted or disliked. Yeah, sure. I've kind of had practice with this though, because I have been in a couple of different situations where I know that I haven't really been the most popular person in the room at all. I haven't fit in with different groups. And so really just being in a group, it can get really frustrating if it happens like over and over. Um, but I feel like having been in those situations, I'm I have less of a fear of that. Like, I definitely go into a new group feeling like, please, like, I want this to be good or whatever. But, um, you know, if it's not good, I'm not going to have a meltdown or freak out or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I feel like those are very, very true. So, there are things, it's like if you're at your lowest emotional habit or your higher emotional habit. So, your lowest is when you're probably, it's like, Another word for your unhealthy emotions, like what you do when you're not at a good spot. And then your higher emotions is like your healthy emotions, what you do when you're in a good place or whatever, when you're acting like the best version of yourself, I guess. So Enneagram 2's lower emotional habit is they have pride about being special, important, or indispensable in a relationship, or they have poor self-esteem when approval is not forthcoming. So it sounds like a two can get defensive about being important or maybe think that they're more important to a relationship than they are. Or they go to the opposite direction and they're like, I mean, nothing like, you know, they didn't say they liked me or whatever. Like, they're like, I'm trash or whatever. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, this is definitely true. Um, sometimes I, you know, if I find that someone has moved on or there's, you know, if something happens in a relationship without me or something, um, I can start to feel like, oh, like, why didn't they tell me about that? Or why, like, I guess I'm not as important to them as I thought. And uh, same thing about, like, being in a group and not fitting in. Um, this has happened to me before of, like, me kind of, like, reevaluating, like, oh, I guess I'm not as important as I thought. And I've come to be humble about that. I've come to just kind of like go with the flow and be like, okay, okay, I understand. And we can adjust and it's okay. I don't become defensive about it necessarily anymore. Like in most situations, obviously if there's like a really big situation, I'm going to be like, I am the most important in that person's life, you know, not really, but you know. Uh, so yeah, I've gotten a lot better at that. Also gotten better about the poor self-esteem that used to happen a lot and it doesn't happen so much anymore. Uh, but yeah, that, that can be something that I struggle with if someone doesn't, um, express their appreciation. I, I interpret that in the lens of like, oh, I would have done that. I totally would have done that. Like, why didn't they do that? I must not mean that much to them. Like, then I have to realize like everyone is different. The way they do stuff is different and it's just, they aren't going to do it like I do it and that's okay. All right, moving on to the higher emotions. So when a two is at a healthy place, they have humility. They are able to know and hold on to the experience of self-worth without either self-inflation or excessive self-judgment. So basically, they are able to figure out like, hey, I'm not the most important thing in the world and I'm also not like the lowest of the low. Like, you know, they have like some pride in themselves, but it doesn't get, they don't have an ego and they also love themselves you know it's humility so like I was just saying before I actually didn't 
move on and read the higher emotion. But uh, yeah, that's very true. I feel like I'm a healthier too than I used to be. But yeah, definitely I have become a little more humble. And even if my pride has been hurt, if someone, you know, doesn't invite me to something or they go out with other people and not me or, you know, whatever, I've come to be more humble about that. I've been like, okay, that's fine. Like they didn't choose me for this activity. Like it's okay. And I also feel like I don't delete myself anymore. I'm not, I'm not like, I don't know. I used to kind of have an unrealistic idea of what I was in a relationship. And now I really don't have that as much. Um, and also the same thing about, you know, your plummeting self-worth when someone doesn't like, when someone like looks at you wrong, <laughs> I don't have that anymore. I'm just, I'm pretty okay with myself. So that's really good. Um, so apparently a really big challenge for the Enneagram too is to find themselves in relationships, balancing independence, but also balancing the relationship. So yes, I mean, I've, I've seen this in friendships. I've seen this. I've never had a boyfriend. <laughs> I keep saying that. That's like a really big theme of this whole thing. No, I'm kidding. Um, but like as far as romantic relationships, I don't have those. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, but um, so I haven't really necessarily experienced it like that, but definitely in friendships, different relationships, whatever. Um, I have been like, okay, well, you know, I'm still an independent person, but I also really want to, you know, in a relationship, you, there's a give and take, and I want, I don't want to just, like, go about my business and expect this to just flourish on its own. I really do want to give to this relationships, and then in the, on the flip side of that, I also am, like, I don't want to just give and give and give and, like, lose myself in the relationship. I've, I've heard this from a bunch of different people, like, the, uh, theory of losing yourself in a relationship and that I could definitely see how that would happen. You know, you would be very busy trying to make sure that it worked, uh, especially if uh, your fear is being unloved or being unworthy of being loved or basically being alone because people don't love you or whatever. Um, that would, you would work super hard to have your relationships work out. And so maybe you can put all your eggs in like the relationship basket. And if it doesn't work out, for another reason, you're always going to blame yourself for that you were the reason why it didn't work out. And that that's not okay. And that's not fair to you. And it's just, it's a really sad thing. But I have gotten a lot better at this. I feel like this whole episode is, A, I don't have a boyfriend. B, I've gotten so much better at being a healthy person, um, which is, you know, fine. But uh, I keep saying the same thing over and over again. But yeah, I definitely feel like I've gotten better at being less extreme on one end of this spectrum or the other. I'm pretty, pretty balanced is what I'm hoping. So I think that each of the Enneagrams have a title. Um, and I really do not know what the title for like any other Enneagrams are. I really haven't done a ton of research on other Enneagram types, um, because I'm just not into it that much, but I definitely know my own. And I've seen two uh, titles for the Enneagram 2. One of them is the helper and another one is the giver. And at first I was pretty like, <laughs> I was prideful about this. I was like, I am, yes, I feel like I'm a helper, but like, it also just sounds like the sidekick or the sidekick and you're, 
you're never gonna be the star you know and uh it's not that i want my name in lights or anything but it's just the fact that like you know we always talk about you know being your own character and i don't know i don't you know having a supporting role is fine but sometimes you want to be the main character so um when i heard the giver the helper i'm like oh my gosh like i'm destined to just be like the sidekick for everyone (laughs) but that's totally not true and also i get a lot of joy out of helping people and out of giving um I've learned my limits and I've learned the expectation and whatever. And yeah, I'll be met with new challenges. Um, life is a roller coaster. So obviously you will be met with different challenges of like, okay, do I give in this situation or do I need a break? Or like, does this person deserve it? That's also another thing. Like sometimes I, I feel like it's unconditional, like me giving because it's my personality, but also you kind of have to have a little bit of self-control. You know, that's something that is very important. You need self-control. You can't just be like, but it's my instinct. Like, come on, you're a human being. You can, you know, override your instinct. Um, Even if your instinct is good, giving to people is good. It's not a bad thing, but it is definitely something that needs to be curbed if the person is undeserving or even just like taking from you, you know? Um, I think there's beauty in giving stuff to people who don't deserve it, but not to people who really don't deserve it, like who deserve the opposite, you know, Um, or someone who's been really unkind to you or whatever. Like, I think you understand what I'm saying. Like, sometimes you just do good things because it's a good thing to do, but sometimes you really need to hold back, you know, and that's part of self-respect. You can't just be like, but it's a good thing. It's like, no, it's not because it builds the habit of like giving to everyone you meet and that's not okay because some people just don't deserve it um and I feel like that does come from a place of self-respect because I'm not someone who I feel like the whole world deserves everything from you know I I think that I'm special you know as far as we are special as humans um I think that I deserve to give some parts of myself to some people and some parts of myself to other people and some people deserve to see deeper into me and some people don't, you know? That's why I don't podcast about every thought that I have, you know? I do get, sometimes I get deep in these podcast episodes and I do, I don't tell y'all everything, you know? Um, Believe it or not, even after, what is this, episode 40 or 39 or something, like, I haven't told you everything about me. You don't know everything about me and so I I don't feel like the whole world deserves to know different things about me or especially if it's like a weakness that someone hasn't done the time for, you know, to learn if they haven't supported me or just been there or proved that I can trust them with something like they don't deserve it. And I feel like when I really want to form a relationship with someone, I can tend to be a bit too vulnerable a bit too quickly because I'm like, it's a sense of like, you should be honored that I'm like telling you this stuff about me. But for me, that's something where I need to curb myself and just be like, you know what? You don't need to share that. And that's okay. And like, I don't feel like I've ever shared anything damaging or, you know, something that I truly regret. Like there's some moments where I'm like, come on, you should have chilled. You shouldn't have, you know, shouldn't have said blah, 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 or, you know, admitted that you weren't perfect at this because they didn't deserve to know your imperfections. Uh, Not that you need to pretend to be perfect, but I think you all understand what I am saying. But yeah, I feel like 
there is an art to balancing your own personality and even the good things about your personality like helping people or giving to other people needs to be reined in because sometimes it's to the detriment of yourself you know they can use your good qualities for something that's not good for you uh so that would be my advice to any of y'all if y'all and you don't even need to know what enneagram you are to do that i think y'all know like what is your specific weakness or what's something that is good about you that people take advantage of or something like that's really important to know also with the enneagram there are wings I do not know what my wing is. I feel like, honestly, it's like the introvert, extrovert type of thing. I'm like very, it depends on my mood. So I will safely say I'm an Enneagram too, but I will not tell you what wing I am because I truly do not know. Okay, guys, that is it. That is all about the Enneagram, everything you want to know about an Enneagram too and more. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I had fun breaking down what being an Enneagram 2 is like and how that affects my decision making and everything. So if you enjoyed this episode, tell me about it. Uh, you can email me at bonjourcelami at gmail.com. Also, if you want to tell the whole world about it, you can rate my episode. So definitely give me a review. Give me five stars. You can do that from Apple Podcasts. You can also do that from my website now. So I have my website always linked down below. So it's salamipodcast.com. So you can go there and review my episode. You can tell me anything you specifically want. You can tell me any episodes that you want to see in the future. But yeah, I would love that. And if you're not already subscribed, please go ahead and do that because it definitely helps me and it helps you not to miss another episode so yeah i really hope you have an amazing week and you crush all your goals and you get everything done that you want to do and yes so join me for next episode and i will talk to you then bye